Hey, welcome. This is Winning at Life with Gregory Ricks. I'm your host, Gregory Ricks, a Hall of Fame financial advisor here to answer your questions and help you win with your money. And I am your co-host, James Parker. Thanks for hanging out with us today. Social Security, we probably get more calls on this topic than anything else. And just like about everything else the government comes up with, the rules are ridiculously complicated. So if you're tuning into this podcast, you're probably looking for some answers. You'll hear them here. But we've also got some answers set aside as our gift to you for checking out the show. Go to GregoryRicks.com slash podcast 09. When we get to life expectancy, you know, two people turn 65 as a couple. Mel's going to live to about 89, the wife about 92. Life expectancy. Is that an average? Not really. Average probably somewhere less than that. But will people live longer? Absolutely. And we can expect that to increase by about 1.6% each decade going forward. So both the husband and wives are going to end up in a few decades living beyond the 90s. Are all of us going to make it there? No. I can tell you a group that's not. Smokers. They're not. Taking days, months, years off your life doing that. So back to turning on Social Security. So if you're a heavy smoker, you might want to turn Social Security on longer. Why? You're not going to live as long. The math doesn't work out. It's it's a math answer is what it is. (laughs) It kind of is. If you're a single guy, bad health, let's just say get away from the smoker rant for the moment. Single guy, bad health only, no specific causes for it. When should I turn on Social Security? Depends on how far you think you're going to go out. If you're waiting to 66, you're going to need about nine and a half years to make up that income that you gave up by deferring four years or five. Or maybe turn it on at 60. Well, I'm not too bad. I only had two heart attacks. Maybe you want to wait to turn it on to 66, but you don't want to wait to 70. Why? It's going to take longer to make that up there. So that's part of a decision. But when it's a married couple, you're making a decision for both. What your objective is to do is to build a longer check. See, first off, there's real two reasons. The first is that by delaying, you'll lock in a permanently increased benefit for the remainder of your life. True, it's you're going to receive fewer checks, but you're going to receive bigger checks when you need it. The second reason applies to if you're married. The amount of survivor benefit depends on two things. When the decedent took his benefits and then the widow claims the survivor benefit. In other words, if John delays his benefits to 70 and Jane survives him, Jane's eligible to receive his maximum benefit as her survivor benefit. A widow is far less likely to grow poor in old age if her late husband had delayed his benefits. You've got a percentage in your head. I always let you keep it because mine's full of a lot of stuff. It's 80. But, you know, of those women that weren't poor when their husband died, what percentage is poor ends up? 80, 80% of widows in poverty were not in poverty before their spouse passed away. I love that stat. It's a telling stat. Not that I love that it happens. I hate that it happens. But it's also part of that decision of when to turn on that benefit. That That is it. They're, they're, you're reducing the likelihood by increasing a larger 
benefit well i know i know why you love that stat because we've isolated one of the major problems we have with widows and poverty and if we can solve for that one variable 80 percent of the situations will maybe not be solved but at least ameliorated in some way at least soften the the blow in some way here's and this we're going to start up social security uh workshops coming here soon uh in the south louisiana area and south mississippi uh make an announcement here in a week or so regarding that as as well as the office on the Gulf coast to give more access to getting this information. But if you've not saved money, put away, you don't have a 401k, you don't have emergency savings or not much of it. You know what you have to do. You do have to delay. You have to keep working. There's, there's that. When do you turn it on? As late as possible because you're needing a larger check because you don't have any other assets to fall back on. That's a key part of that decision as well. I, I also have a couple of points here regarding spousal benefits, and that was part of the discussion today. A uh, gentleman came in and was talking about his retirement and turning on his benefits which is going to be somewhere probably around 2800 bucks a month. Now, his FRA was around 2600 a month, which means his wife's benefit, she doesn't have much of a work record. He said, look, is she go- there's two neat questions. Can she turn on benefits? And I understand she could draw up to half of mine. And his second question is, Will that take away from mine? So for her to get half of mine, does that reduce mine by half? I said she can absolutely draw up to 50% of your benefit if she's not made it to FRA full retirement age. Hers is going to be reduced a little bit. She's about a year away. So when you look at the combination of both of those, they're getting almost like four grand a month from Social Security. Pretty awesome. And then I said, it is not affecting you. You mean it doesn't get deducted from my? Absolutely not. I said, you're getting that check, yours, and then you're getting hers. It's about four grand a month. That's a good base foundation there. So it was interesting that we we cover this. He's actually been a client and still having these things that are not quite clear. And that's why we have to circle back around and cover this. And as far as the spousal benefit, here's one of the things. If somebody, if say if she did have her own work record and turned it on, when he turns his on and the 50% is more, so that's an excess benefit that she can add on by turning it on. Now, here's something that we've not talked about, James, with the audience. I don't know if you've picked up on this yet uh, since you were on assignment. Under the new deemed filing rules established by the Budget Act, a spouse who had not attained 62 by the end of 2015 must add on spousal excess as soon as she becomes entitled to it. She cannot wait until FRA to maximize that spousal excess. So she's turned on her benefit, and it's not much, but he hasn't turned on his. When he turns on his... Let's say she's not made it to FRA, but she would get more by switching over to the spouse. What they're saying right there is she has to turn on and get that excess as soon as possible, meaning when he's turned on his benefit. She can't deem 
her Social Security benefit, meaning wait and let it grow. I see. Yeah. So just something you have to know because you can wait, but they're not giving you that excess there. So why would you be waiting? We don't want to lose benefits because the retroactive is like only six months in certain situations. So be careful. Donald and Bellchase, you, sir, are next up on Winning It Life with Gregory Ricks. How can Hi, we help Gregory. you? Hey, welcome. Thank you. I had a quick question. Uh, my wife is drawing her Social Security. She didn't have much of an income, but she did qualify for Social Security. And then I became of age, and I started drawing my Social Security at 62, and uh, mine significantly higher than hers. And my sister told me I should check and see because she may qualify for half of mine, which would be a few hundred dollars more a month. Yes, you're burning money. You should go see about it. In fact, Social Security expects her to go get that access turned on as soon as possible. Oh, okay. Okay. So even if I retired or started drawing early, she's still eligible? Yes. Okay. It's based on your primary insurance amount, and you have a monthly number. So what you're receiving is your primary insurance amount is how Social Security looks at it. So. Okay. Yes, she needs to go. Waiting is not helping. Wow. Okay. <laughs> Thanks for that. That was very helpful. <laughs> just increased my income. <laughs> it's a win today. Yeah. Sometimes, awesome. Sometimes calling gets you a raise, Donald. I appreciate yep. it. Larry, Kenner, you're next up on Winning It Live with Gregory Ricks. How can we help you, Larry? Yes, I think i got a simple question, maybe. On uh, Social Security spousal benefits, if a couple gets married, say, in their mid-60s, they, you know, they're both eligible, uh, is there a time period that they must have been married before one is eligible for the other's benefits? If you're married two years and <clears throat> die, they yeah. get the benefits. It's two years. <laughs> two years. If you're divorced, it had to have been 10 years of marriage. Right. Well, they've both, they've both been divorced. One, one was married more than 10 and one less. So, okay, you know, it's really hard to find that online anywhere. Oh. They don't make it easy, do they, Larry? <laughs> no, and, and look, I'm all the time into this Social Security stuff. We we kind of just own it, right? As as far as the knowledge base, but it, it it isn't always. You go to one area and it makes it clear. They'll right. actually have three to four things you got to kind of combine and figure it out. It's like, gosh, you could you just make it simpler but this isn't written by financial advisors this is written by bureaucrats right right yeah, yeah. so that's that's what All we're right. stuck well, with well thanks a lot for you guys service okay thanks for listening and calling robert down in slidell you're next up on winning it live with gregory ricks what can we do for you sir uh yes i have a question on social security I currently receive social security and i'm trying to find out if my wife can draw off of my social security what is her age? She'll be 62 in a couple of months. Okay. Does she have a work history? Uh, yes, she does. Do you know what her number is based on her work history? As far as how much she would receive at 65? Well, or 62. You know, it's a 29.5% okay. haircut, but she is eligible okay. to draw off her work record. Or yours, if it's larger, and basically it's 50% of what you're earning or hers. And she's just turning 62. What is your age, by the way? I'm 65. 
Okay. When she decides to turn on Social Security, if you do turn it on at 62, is her birthday the first or second of the month? Uh, no, it's the 25th. Okay, so she's actually eligible to turn it on the following month because you have to be a full month of age 62 to turn it on based on English common law, and that's what the IRS wow. goes on the guidelines of that. So yes, when my she does, is higher than hers. So yes, but is half of your Social Security higher than hers? Uh, no, it's not. Okay, and that's something when you go when she goes to turn it on, and if she does turn it on at sixty two, you know that you're taking a reduction, and you don't ever recover that. However, when they turn it on, they will look at both records, and she will get the higher of the two. Now, let me see if I understand it. If she turns it on and draws off a of mine, she can't stop drawing off a of mine when she gets 65 and draw hers? No. Okay. That went away in the 2015 tax code change. Okay, I knew they had some rule changes, but I didn't know when it, it took effect. Yeah, and you had to be 62 at a certain point and for that to happen, and she's just now turning 62, and I believe it was December 31st of 2015, she had to be 62 to be grandfathered, so to speak, into that. So what it's basically saying is they don't allow deeming, meaning you use somebody else's record to grow your own. They kind okay. of put a stop to that. So when she turns it on, it's going to be what it is at that time. Oh, okay. Well, you, you, you made me rethink that and say, I'm not going to do it now. <laughs> okay. Cause as long as she waits, it increases by 8% a year based on age 62. All right. Thanks for your help. Glad you called. Look, you made it to the end of the podcast. All right. I'm reminding you of our special gift for you. A lot of Social Security answers here. Go to gregoryricks.com slash podcast09. Thanks for hanging out today. We do this six days a week. Catch all of our episodes live and on podcast with the Winning at Life app. What is your retirement story? Let us help you build a retirement story that you will be proud of. Let us be your guide, your Sherpa. My office number is 504-832-9200 or go to gregoryricks.com. Join the Winning at Life Nation. You're home away from the show, winningatlife.com and the Winning at Life app. We are Winning at Life with Gregory Ricks. Investment advisory services offered only by duly registered individuals through AE Wealth Management, LLC. AE Wealth Management, Gregory Ricks and Associates, WJ Blanchard Law, LLC, J. Heath and Company, and Mortgage Gumbo are not affiliated companies. Investing involves risk, including the potential loss of principal. Any references to protection, safety, or lifetime income generally refer to fixed insurance products, never securities or investments. Insurance guarantees are backed by the financial strength and claims-paying abilities of the issuing carrier. This radio show is intended for informational purposes only. It is not intended to be used as the sole basis for financial decisions, nor should it be construed as advice designed to meet the particular needs of an individual situation. Annuities are insurance contracts designed for retirement or other long-term needs. They provide guarantees of principal and credited interest subject to surrender charges. Annuity guarantees and protections are backed by the financial strength and claims paying ability of the issuing insurer. Roth conversion is a taxable event and may have several tax-related consequences. Be sure to consult with a qualified tax advisor before making any decisions regarding your IRA. 
hypothetical examples have been provided for illustrative purposes only. It does not represent a real-life scenario and should not be construed as advice designed to meet the particular needs of an individual situation. Gregory Rickson Associates is not permitted to offer and no statement made during the show shall constitute legal or tax advice. Our firm is not affiliated or endorsed by the U.S. government or any governmental agency. The information and opinions contained herein provided by third parties have been obtained from sources believed to be reliable, but accuracy and completeness cannot be guaranteed by Gregory Ricks and Associates. We are Winning at Life with Gregory Ricks.